What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Sports Art Center podcast. I'm about to talk to you about the hottest sports topics. Thank you for listening. What's up, everybody? So the first thing we're going to get to, Cleveland versus San Francisco on Monday night. Baker Mayfield, man. This is getting ridiculous. Your play is, it's getting a little ridiculous. The escaping from the pocket, the extending plays when they just shouldn't be extended. It's it's getting a little ridiculous. And, you know, you do all these commercials, you do all these things, and you're creating a, a brand for yourself, you know, smashing beers and Chugging them in an Indians game. That's all fine and dandy. But after a while, man, you, you, your play has to speak for itself. Talking talking mad shit about Daniel Jones being selected in the as early as he was in the first round. <clears throat> Dude, just stop. Just stop. At, at some point, man, you you gotta you you gotta let the play on the field speak for itself. Stop responding to Rex Ryan. Stop responding to other people on the field. Just quit because obviously it's it's taking a toll, in my opinion. That interception thrown to Sherman, that shouldn't have happened. Actually, Antonio Callaway was open. And if he would have threw it the right way, he probably would have got 15 to 20 yards. But it's the fact why you're making just ill decisions. Completely ill decisions. That first interception was just definitely an arm, an arm mistake. And you didn't read the defense in front of you. You didn't read the coverage. And you just threw it up, hoping that you could make a big play and gambled. That just isn't going to work, man. This is going to work. And. When Antonio Callaway, when you threw it to him in the end zone with an open seam, which actually would have changed a lot of momentum in that game because you would have made it close. You would have completely made it close. Antonio Callaway had an open seam to that end zone. Complete open seam. If you would have just hit him in his numbers and put it in his hands, that's a touchdown, and we might even be talking about a different game. And, you know, people can blame the wide receiver all they want, and he got his hands on it, he should catch it. No. No, I get it. He, he should have caught it. I think he should he, he should have caught the ball. But the way he caught the ball, maybe he wouldn't have ensured a touchdown. Maybe just a reception. How do you throw that to his knees? 
I'm still trying to get over it. How how do you throw that ball to his knees? There's I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. It was it was a perfect perfect situation. All you had to do was just throw the ball to his upper body, and that's a touchdown. Dude, it's inexcusable, man. The play where you fumbled the ball. You tried to stretch the play, man. That's not going to work. When you got to escape three to four sacks, man, this ain't Eli Manning Super Bowl where you threw it and dude caught on his face mask. That's not going to happen all the time, and you can't stretch plays all the time. Understand when the play is dead. Understand when the play is dead. You don't got five seconds, man, to throw the football. You don't. If you're going to escape the pocket, you might as well just run upfield. Because you weren't going to make some highlight play. That just wasn't going to happen. And the biggest thing I'm going to give the Browns is this Odell Beckham putting him in a game plan just the way you guys are, that – that reverse throw from a wide receiver, I think I've done that twice now. Dude, it's unnecessary. It's completely unnecessary, and there's there's no reason to keep doing that. After a while, you ain't going to fool nobody. It was like, oh, here comes Odell on a reverse. Maybe he's going to throw the ball to Jarvis Landry. Pick. <laughs> Dude, come on, man. You guys look like you have absolutely no identity. There's no flow. There's no natural. There's no natural. Just no, no natural rhythm to this. Even when Nick Chubbs carries the ball like he is, it just. It looks like you guys just have no idea what you're doing. It's like a chicken with the head cut off everywhere you go. <sighs> I just I don't understand it. I don't understand it one one bit. Defense. There's only so much you can do, man, when they turn the ball over three times. There's only so much you can do when you turn the ball over three times. A, a touchdown drive that should have changed the tempo of the game. Probably would have got a lot of confidence. In the defense, maybe a lot of confidence in the offense to keep going. You got to stop this. And Odell, I never thought this would come out of my mouth, but I actually agree with Colin Coherd. Coherd, however you pronounce his name, respectively. Odell Beckham is more of a distraction than he is a help. I'm, I'm just starting to believe that. Forcing, forcing a, 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 him into the game plan, just the way it looks, it just, it just looks ugly, man. It looks ugly. I don't understand. It's, it's just a mess. We got two guys out for hamstrings for the last three to four weeks. I don't know. Uh, no broken bones. 
We're not talking about torn ligaments, man. We're talking about hamstrings for several weeks. Several weeks. I, I just don't. I don't know what's going on here, man. I don't know what's going on with the Cleveland Browns. I I, I can't even put my finger on it. Bay Baker is looking like a – he's regressed. He's regressed. How do you regress? With the talent that you're given with – man, training for Odell Beckham, in my opinion, is just put so much undue – Undue spotlight, undue pressure on play calling, and undue pressure on the offensive coordinator, head coach, slash play caller, because that's what he is. He's really calling the plays, dictating everything. This looks horrible. This looks like a circus. Looks like a complete circus. It's almost there's no saving. Mm No, I don't I don't I don't know how to even begin to explain anymore. I can take a good loss. I can take a a touchdown loss. I can take a getting beat by a field goal. But getting dogged walked twice in the first five to six games of the season. It's ridiculous. It's completely ridiculous. I don't even know where to go with this. Uh, I don't even. I don't even know what logic to continue with because it's just ugly. Everything about it's ugly. And the next segment we're going to get to is Richard Sherman, the trash talking to Baker Mayfield, the trash talking. Just uh, reporters in general saying that Baker Mayfield didn't shake his hand, which is obviously a bald face fucking lie. Like you had to make up this excuse to talk trash to uh, Baker Mayfield. Other people don't need that excuse. Why, why, why would you use that he didn't shake your hand as, as, as some way to accommodate your opinion or to... Or to legitimate, legitimize, legitimate lies, your opinion. I don't, I don't understand that. If you want to talk trash to the cat, man, just talk trash to him. Ain't nobody, everybody else is doing it. Everybody else is doing it. They have no problem with it. But all of a sudden, you need to use a he didn't shake your hand to say what you wanted to say, that he's disrespecting the game, that he's too cocky. That you just overall maybe don't like him because that's only 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 angle I see when you go out of your way to lie to talk trash on somebody. The way I see it, um, you just don't like the guy. And then you come out and oh, I apologize. I'm, I'm gonna find a way to get a, a hold of him personally, dude. I mean that that ship is sailed, dude. I don't even think Baker gives a shit about your apology. You lied about him on national television. And then the reporters. Why the fuck are you taunting the media? Why the fuck are you taunting the media? Makes no sense. Makes absolutely no sense, dude. Oh, uh, y'all don't want to give us credit. Don't give us credit now. 
We were nothing. We were going to do this. We were uh, ranked this. Bro, shut the fuck up. Like, I, 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 does that give you a chip on your shoulder somehow? Maybe just someone thought you wouldn't perform that great, you know, coming off the season you did and with all the with all the challenges that you had. Maybe you just didn't foresee the 49ers coming out and being a legit NFC contender or even a Super Bowl contender. It's not it's not illogical, man. It's not like it's irrational the fact that someone would think that. I, I just don't understand. It's not like you guys have godlike talent. You got a good defensive front. You're a good corner. You're a veteran, a Super Bowl champion. But at the end of the day, a lot of questions were left unanswered about the 49ers. It's, it's, there's not enough on paper to say that you're amazing other than George Kittle. Jimmy G, that to me just really didn't prove anything yet as a starter. Even though he won a couple games with New England, he lost several games with the 49ers after his little five-game stunt that he brought you guys to a winning record with his own starting record. Not a winning record with your season, but he won games while he filled in again when he signed that contract. And all the credit to him. But just so happens, even before he got hurt, you guys weren't doing too hot. So I don't blame anybody in the media or anybody like myself that just didn't believe the 49ers are going to be something formidable. That you're going to be like this this machine that was – just bound to the playoffs. That was bound to win the Super Bowl, especially with the division that you're in, because it's tough. You got to see the Rams twice, and you got to see the Seahawks twice. And the Seahawks are looking damn good. And say what you want about the Rams, but hey, man, they know how to win a football game. They know how to win the football game. And they just went to the Super Bowl. Probably finally giving Todd Gurley touches that he needs to have, and which is highly criticized by me. He should have been having those touches, period. Why they're trying to load manage him, I don't know. Paying this dude almost $15 million a year. You got to be outside your damn mind. But Sherman, man, you, you're making yourself look like a clown. Complete clown, and you're not even helping your team chances. You say everybody's saying that there's a target on Beggar's back. Rich Sherman talking the shit he does. I could only imagine that players are just thinking, "Man, fuck this dude and his team. We want to destroy him." So the same target you're painting on Beggar's back, you're painting on your own, man. Dude, I'm making up false narratives to go at another player is just—it's it's completely ridiculous. And don't act like you didn't know you did it, because you know you did it. It's just—it's why? Why take that angle? Why take that? Angle? If you want to disrespect him, don't be a bitch, man. Just just disrespect him. Don't use that bullshit ass excuse. Don't use that bullshit ass excuse. You just, you make yourself, you bring down every bit of your accomplishment sometimes with your mouth. You, you picked it off, made a great play, 
that Baker sure knew was coming. Why push the subject, dude? Talking shit to reporters. What? Where, where is that going to get you? No, just credit now. You're going to look stupid in the end. Yeah, we'll see, motherfucker. We'll see. We'll see. Browns ain't looking too great right now. And other opponents you beat were shitty too. So we'll see. We'll see at the end of the 16-game season where you're at. How fucking stupid someone's going to look. You sound like an idiot, man. Complete idiot. Zion Williamson is my next topic. I think he's a formidable talent. I think he's a great athlete. His size and stature, obviously, and quickness. The, the dude can he can shift for how big his body is. Even though it's only 6'6", he weighs 285. The guy's pretty – he's thick. But you think this guy is going to be a game changer somehow and create W's for the the New Orleans Pelicans? No. He's not going to make the difference in, in this type of league. This league is not a two-point league. This is not your shot chart is going to be around the paint as a small forward. A small forward. Name one of the top five small forwards that have your shot chart, man. That really affect the game. Not all types of different ways on the floor. I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed. You're showing me exactly what I thought you'd show me. It's not like this is insane or something. You're not showing me anything different. Now, this is what I expect from Zion Williamson. This is exactly what I expect. Be good in the paint. Good getting to the rack. You'll score your two points over and over again. But you're playing in an era that scores 120 points a night. You think you're going to change that with your... Two points after two points. Even though this league is a high-scoring league with three-pointers going off everywhere. Three-point shot is being exclamated. Scoring is being exclamated. Defensive play is being dumbed down because you can't do anything to the, uh, the, the offensive player without following him. Or anything of the sort. You're not going to change the game with two-pointers, man. You can score your 20 points a night. Do whatever you need to do. You're not changing the ultimate effect of the game. And yes, I do disagree with a, a generational talent. I've never seen a guy who's athletic that can jump out the gym, dunk the ball, dribble good enough to get to the rack, lay it up, and be virtually hard to stop. Yes, I've actually never just seen that in my life. Never seen it. I've never seen a shifty big guy. 
I've never I've never seen it. It's just so transcendently so weird that I've just never seen a talent like Zion Williamson. Never. Never. I've never seen superior athleticism with big with a big body. Just never happened. I'm I'm confused. Why 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 crown him? Crown him. You'll be entertaining. He'll be entertaining, man. He's going to make big plays. He's going to make these big shots. These big dumps. Not shots, dumps. He's going to make big alley-oops. He's going to make the crowd roar to their feet. That ain't going to carry your team to wins. And then people say, oh, he draws inside, makes the outside game the more susceptible to thrive. Well, you're going to have to name me someone on the Pelicans who can consistently hit the three-pointer enough, consistently score outside enough for that to even matter against the West. Against the West that is full of monsters at every turn. And they were getting their ass kicked by the Bulls before the Bulls decided to put in the bench warmers while he was scoring his points. Your style of play won't matter, man. Dunk your two-pointers. Make your layups. You're going to score quiet 20 points because your team's going to get blown out. It's easy, man. It's super easy. He's going to be a great two-way defender. I think he's going to be at least formidable on offense. But he's not transcendent. This is not somebody who's going to carry a team to the pinnacle. This is not somebody who can make a team just win 50 games. No. You got to develop something else, Zion. Something else. The inside game isn't working forever, man. And that 280, the 285-pound frame is not going to last long if you want to stay healthy. You're going to have to trim, and you're only 6'6". Six, six. That 285, the 285-pound body is going to hurt you. It's going to hurt them legs, hurt them knees. Couldn't even stay healthy through the summer league. 82-game grind is a whole different beast. So we'll see. We'll absolutely see. My prediction is probably rookie of the year just because off hype. There's nobody else who probably even overcome that if he scores 20 points a night and gets his, you know, six to seven rebounds a game and a couple assists. There's nobody that can really beat him out. They can't beat this hype train. Luka Doncic is a basketball player. That is a complete player. That is talent. That is someone with talent around him can carry a team to some playoff victories. Those two points you're going to score that results in a 20-something. I got news for you. You're still going to lose by 10. 
come with something different. Show development in your game, show development in that shot. And as well as you make room to go to the hole, make room enough for an open jump shot. Make room enough to do something that we just haven't seen. He's not going to be transcendent. He's not going to change anything. On our next segment on the Sports Aren't Censored Censored podcast, New England versus the New York Giants. New York might as well just took a gun and shot himself in the foot. This game was open, man. I'm talking open for victory. Defensive touchdown to tie the game. Tom Brady making all types of mistakes, turning the ball over. He had every opportunity to win this game. When you're playing the Patriots, there's one thing they mostly don't do, and it's beat themselves. They were about to beat themselves. But this offense just wasn't good enough to make them pay for it just as just as. Just as well as the Rams didn't make Tom Brady pay for it. At the end of the day, the Patriots defense came up. And they played well. They played absolutely well. Had their offenses back like a defense should. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. This game was absolutely ridiculous. Daniel Jones, you can't make mistakes like that. You're a rookie, so we're going to take it, though. Because you're just not ready for the stage that you were put on tonight. I mean, the other night, not tonight, but Thursday night, you were put on the stage where it would have took some elite talent, elite playmaking, to actually beat Tom Brady. Against a very solid defense, I'm not taking nothing away. That's a highly solid defense. Very hard to get past. I just don't believe the Patriots are being are hyped to be this team win the Super Bowl. Not with what I'm seeing. They have played nobody with a formidable offense. They've played They played a couple, they played a good defense, a top five defense in the Bills. And my belief, the only reason they won that game was because of a block punt with a touchdown. Without that touchdown, very good chance we wouldn't see an undefeated, undefeated Patriots team. Very good chance. They don't have their bailout, their bailout guy, which is grunt. Things aren't going well. You got a third down and long, 10, 11, 12 yards. Pass it to grunt. Get a bailout real quick. And all teams need that. All teams need a bailout. All teams need a play or a player they can depend on on third down or in crucial moments to really save the offense and the momentum of the game. 
I don't think I don't think the Patriots are going to make it far with this this business model I'm seeing here. Because Tom Brady is showing that he's 42. He's making stupid mistakes. And teams are going to hit you now, man. I mean, it's the blueprint. An injured, an injured offensive line, completely injured, man. This offensive line is in pieces. Whoever they play is going to come after Tom Brady's neck in that pocket. And that's just a fact. They're going to come after Tom Brady's neck at every point. That's almost all you got to do because they don't—they don't have no not, not too much to fall back on on offense. I just—I don't see how they lost this game. <laughs> Any good team would have won that game. The way they turned the ball over, the way they were playing, Patriots are just lucky. They're seeing these under par, under talented, and growing football teams. Because Daniel Jones is probably going to be the truth. I'm going to be completely honest. I think that guy's going to be the truth. Just not right now. Thank you guys for listening to the Sports Aren't Censored, Aren't Censored podcast. Appreciate you joining me today. And I will see you next episode. Really appreciate you listening tonight. Thank you. I'm out.